You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. You're listening to Inside Real Estate, your source for all things mortgage and real estate related. The show that brings you all the hottest topics and insights directly from those who know it most. Now sit back and enjoy the show. Back. Have a beer. Enjoy the smooth sounds of Paula Postolakis, Salvatore Cusmano, and Brad Weisgerber. How's everybody doing today? <laughs> I don't have this. Pretty smooth. good. That's a that's a new voice. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's different. Sweaty balls. What? <laughs> Jessica, how you doing today? Fantastic. Awesome. And you? Good, good. We're a little discombobulated today. So we've got a, a really cool guest uh, that reached out to us from Los Angeles. Uh, he is uh, a real estate agent out in the uh, Hollywood area, and he's, he has this company called CREM Group. He's an interesting character because he actually, A, it's interesting to get a perspective on the other coast, right? I think that's kind of cool. The other side of it is- The, is, of the other coast? Like we're on a coast? We've got lots of coasts, bro. But we're not on a coast. True. <laughs> True. We have a lot of coastline. Anyways, so- he reached out to us, uh, you know, time difference kind of thing. Kind of, so he's calling in in a few minutes at eleven thirty or eleven thirty our time. Um, and the cool thing about this guy is, Sal, he's kind of like a jack of all trades. He's a he, he's a real estate attorney. He um, he also uh, uh, he's a CPA and he does real. So he's kind of like a, he has the ability to kind of navigate a lot of things. He's gonna be talking about he he want to talk about probate uh, and trust sales. That'll be interesting, right? Yeah. It'll be a different, whole different niche, perspective. Right? Yeah, I mean, there's uh, lots of things to do in the business. So we always like talk that. about this. There's a lot of different angles in this business, right? So mm-hmm. uh, before he comes on, I did want to talk about the market in uh, that. I, what I'm seeing is right now where we're at, Sal, and it's it's heating up, dude. Right? Mm-hmm. Houses are are kind of flying off the market right now, especially in our local area. But I'm sure it's across the country right now. Rates are really low, and it's interesting because it's like like how long can this last, bro? I mean, it's an inventory issue, right? So it will last until, you know, everyone buys a house, I suppose. I mean, which is impossible. So it's just kind of the way it is. I feel like it's the new norm. And, you know, typically over the winter, it slows down. It did not slow down this past winter. Mm -mm. It was just easier. There was a moment before Thanksgiving, it died a little bit. I don't even think it slowed down. It's just, you know, the people who couldn't buy before now had an opportunity to. Yeah. Right. The people who, don't have the luxury of waiting, right? Yeah, yeah. They yeah. Had to make a move. Yeah. So it's 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 an interesting market. Again, the rates kind of just pouring fuel on the fire, um, and it, it it just we keep talking about kind of the same thing. And I feel just okay. My 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 initial gut, you know, I'm not the sky falling kind of guy, right? I, I've always been like, you're an idiot. You should buy. You should buy. You should buy. Um, I think if you've got a bunch of investment properties right now, personally, let's say you have five or six investment properties, there is an argument right now to say. Sell your investment properties, get get cash uh, liquid, and then wait for something to happen where the market kind of shifts and buy up a whole bunch of properties. What? Why are you shaking your head? I you just nothing. breathed heavy, shook your head, and then you have nothing to say? No, I don't. I got nothing Sal, what do you think? Uh, I mean, I, I guess it just depends on what you want to do. You know, I mean, there's an argument for everything. There's an argument yeah. against doing that. There's an argument for doing it. It depends on... Your goals, your personal portfolio, how long you want to hold on to something, right? Because buying up rental properties is a long-term play. I just think for the first time there's an argument for the other side more so than anything. Like the, There's more uh, evidence right now that potentially you might want to hoard some cash right now so that when you know things kind of turn around, you just have, you're more liquid so you can do yeah. more stuff. Yeah, right? I was going to say, I think 
I think uh, the housing market is definitely a safer bet right now than, than the stock market because the stock market is inflated. Uh huh. It's going to crash and people are going to lose a lot of money. So I think you, you think it's going to crash for sure. Maybe not crash, but it's it's going to correct and it's it's going to drop. Mm-hmm. Right. It's I mean with the tax cuts, all these companies did corporate stock buybacks and. and it's artificially inflated. Yeah. So it, it's going to come down. And if you're dumping a bunch of money in the stock market thinking you're making a bunch of money, no, you don't buy when it's high. Yeah. Right? So I think real estate is definitely a good place to to put your money right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, you know, I generally have, I feel usually like a really good outlook and I have a good understanding of what's coming. Um, you know, I've been wrong. Obviously, I, I thought rates would be a lot higher than they are right now, for sure. I think it, I don't mm-hmm. think anybody thought rates would be where they're at. Well, when you when you speculate, you know, I mean, you don't know. You don't know, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you go, best guess is. I best think guess. the only thing that could be said about real estate is it's tangible, right? If yep. you have your stock invested in a company that, again, right, they're buying stock back, you know, earnings, corruption, whatever, your investment could be gone, right? Right. Right. No, so. dude, it's, it's pretty wild, man. It's funny. So my buddy, my buddy Mooch, uh, out in uh, California called, called not me the his, Mooch. He's not the Mooch. His name's actually Stace Gressel. He actually works for, uh, uh, Wells Fargo out there. Uh, listens to our show all the time. Last week, uh, you know, he listened to our last show, Sal, and he said that he definitely believes you're the smartest man on this, on, on, on our team. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. If that's yeah. true. I wouldn't know if it's. true. I think we should but... have him on the show. I think he has a good perspective. Yeah. The guys do. The guy's pipeline is seventy six million dollars because he's in the Bay Area. That's, that's a, a big, lot of. That's, that's a, a big lot of pipeline. That's a. Thank you. Uh, I'm sure he, he feels good well, about it's it. Probably you know thirty to eighty loans depending on. Well, the loan sizes are ridiculous. Yeah, he's yeah. in California. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they can do some crazy stuff. So I think it'd be interesting to have him on the show to kind of talk to him kind of what his world's like out there, right? Which is another reason why this will be an interesting conversation today with our guest. It's like, you know, we, we know our market. We know mm-hmm. what's happening in the, in, the, in the United States as far as the market, interest rates and all that. But everything's hyper-local, yep. right? So it's like the, our world, if let's say we picked up and went to Cali, we would, it would be very, very different. Different world. I mean, they just, their title is different. They, there's different rules. Well, what's interesting, have to work out if we went to what's interesting is that it's hyper-local when it comes to the market as far as real estate goes, right? But the mortgage market is nationwide. Yeah. Yeah. When rates drop, in Michigan, they drop in California. There might be some adjustments, and margins are smaller over there, right? right. Mm-hmm. So, because the loan sizes are so much, right? Better. Yeah, but you know, it's uh, it's all relative, I guess. It's the same, but it's different. You know what I mean? That's all it is. There's like little nuances that are different. Like I've done loans all in all fifty states, right? But when Fannie Mae makes a rule, they make a rule. They make yeah. a rule, right? Right, right, right. right. And that's what's kind of crazy is that it affects everyone. So whether you're an investor in California or you're just a first time home buyer in Michigan, those rules or those things, like for example, DU tightening up. Their algorithm, right? Like, yeah. Let's talk about that. I think that's interesting. What's happening right now? So, it's so fa- there's two two for conventional mortgages. You've got Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. They're conventional. They're they're QM deals, right? They go through them. They have to insure them. We have to follow their guidelines and we have to meet them. And when we put a deal in the system, we push a button. We put everything in. We put all the, the 1003, all the information in, and we push a button and it says approved eligible or go after yourself, right? Um, and, and there's there's you know in betweens. But my point is. The deals that we had that were going approved at like 700 credit with 5% down with like, you know, 45%, they're not going approved anymore. So I was talking to someone yesterday. I was actually talking to Scott on our team. It kind of feels like they're – because we we got a deal yesterday. The guy had 679 credit, but he was putting 20% down and his DTI was over 45 and went approved eligible. And what that told me personally 
is that potentially <laughs> Fannie Mae wants a lot more equity because they're kind of betting against the market right now. Yep. That's kind of what it oh. feels like, right? Yeah, I mean, they could be hedging their risk, right? Right, but they want more equity all of a sudden. Because, again, everyone's speculating, right? And there's a lot of people speculating that, yeah, the market's going to continue to go up, go up, go up. And then others are like, yeah, I mean, there's an elephant in the room that we all know. Yeah, Eventually, it will stomp on one of these, you know, whether it's, Jobs, stocks. Yeah. I mean, there's there's some pretty smart people that work at Fannie, and, and I think you're right. I think they are hedging. I think they are they want more equity. They want you to have more skin in the game because they see what's coming, right? That's there's, what I'm there's saying. There's some pretty big economists so, that work so, there. They so, know that something's going to happen, that people are going to lose jobs, money's going to be tight, and they don't want to have the same foreclosure rates, so they want more skin in the game. Which – It's know, like a leading indicator in, in yeah. my opinion a little bit. Well, right? and there's a ton of people who just bought with minimum down. You know, Even yeah. people who had the money to put down, why would you? Rates are low. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Money's, money's cheap. Leverage, leverage your money, right? Right. Why, four and a quarter, if I was going to put – I always say this. If you've got – if you're independently wealthy, wealthy, put a lot of money down. That's no difference, right? But if you don't have a ton of money, why suck yourself dry? We've talked about this all the time. When you can put that money somewhere else and invest it and get more money and uh, return on your money. Now, Barry Habib said something interesting in a, in a thing that he did. He said that y- your house could be is, – is one of the best savings plans you can have by paying down your principal and putting money into it. I don't 100% agree with Barry's super smart, so I'm sure he has some really good arguments about it. But I just feel like once your money's in your equity, it's gone. You can't touch it until you, you unless you want to, you know, if you want a savings plan, yeah, you can do it, but it's money's well, gone. Well, it, it could be, right? I mean, there's no quicker appreciating asset likely than your house, no, right? Yeah, you could buy right. a house like three, four years ago, people who bought a house, put minimum down, and then are walking away with 150 grand, right? Right. Who, yep. you know, make 40 grand a year. Like, that's huge. That was their best investment ever, right? A hundred percent. But a guy like me who just bought a house, I put minimum down, yeah. right? It's like, hmm, I'm underwater if I want to sell it right now. Right. I might I might break even, right? Yeah, after fees and everything, yeah. You might but if even. I look at my original down payment, yeah, I mean, I guess I'm underwater, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm not going to get that plus be able to pay 6% commissions plus transfer taxes plus right. owner's title of policy. I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd break even yeah. where I'm at right now. and. That's if it sells. That's if it appraises. You know, uh, I mean, I had a deal that someone bought, and I guess it depends on where, right? Like Royal Oak, there's a ton of comps, right? But these new builds, we're doing refinances, right? Rates have dropped. We can save you some money. Their appraisal came in eighteen thousand less than what they bought it for. A brand new build yesterday. Right? Yeah, this happened yesterday. Yeah, and I was like, what? You know, but I new guess construction the, too, bro. Right? It was a new construction. Yeah, it was a new construction when but, they bought it. Yeah. You know, I guess the uh, which is rare. New construction usually move in. You have equity pretty quickly, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's ultimately like, and they have the equity. They put twenty percent down, but and we're going to figure out the refi because such a large loan amount. You know, it's like okay, you know, we'll lower your loan a thousand dollars to make it work, but it's kind of crazy. And I'm like, well, there's no other comps. You know, that's what they're saying is there's right. there's no other comps. I'm like, sure, but. These houses aren't the same, you know. I mean, it's just crazy that you can, you know, affect someone's mortgage, their ability to save money by saying, well, this is the only comp, right? Yeah. Why don't you – it's almost like how can you not use a house that sold in August as a comp, the same house, right? It's almost like why could you use on a recently refi- you know, bought property that same property as a comp? Because yeah. if it was the other way around and that only other comp, it would appraise higher because – our sale was a comp. Dude, right. we can get into appraisals all day. Look, yeah. appraisals are just like, like you know, they're, they are what they are. And you just got to roll with it. But like what I'm looking for is like leading indicators of what's happening in the market. I, 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 this is so opposite of what I've been saying for so long. But 
I'm starting to feel, and this is just my feeling, and I could be totally off, that people are starting to get fat and happy and and and, and complacent again, right? Uh, they're get, they're feeling really safe. They're spending a ton of money. De- debt's up. Um, you know, I don't know. It just feels like. I'll give you an example. A company just came out with a Nina loan. A uh, Nina, what? no income, no asset. Here, and then we're like, oh, okay. So I, I forget what the company. It was on. Uh, um, these these guys I listen to, but anyways, so they're like, okay, well, maybe the uh, the LTV restriction and then the DTI restrictions are really <laughs> strong because there's a, there's a place for Ninas in, in certain scenarios if you protect there's it. There's no place for Ninas down to six twenty credit, twenty percent equity. Whoa, we can do Ninas at six twenty credit with twenty percent, dude. That is not good. That's not good at all. That's you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's bad. Like so, like the, the, this is the kind of stuff that I'm starting to see happening where people are like doing stupid shit. Yeah, you know what I mean. Speaking of stupid shit, I just. I just decided now we were talking about Barry Habib and, and your savings account is your house. I pay down my principal every month and I just decided when I'm 60, 65, I'm going to take cash out 200 K and what's my fuck you money. And I'm just going to go have some fun and live it up. Never pay that bitch back. You're going to foreclose. No, I'm going to die, dude. I'm gonna be old as shit, but I'm going to have some fun. Wait, how long, what's your, how long is this going to take for you to do? Cause I don't <laughs> think you're going to make it to this end point of yours. <laughs> yeah, that's 30 years, yeah, man. It's going to be 60. Uh, I mean, you might not want to be putting your money away. You spend it now, bro. You're You'll not- definitely <laughs> cough too hard one day and rip like a hole in your lung. But Brad does this thing where he's coughing incessantly. I don't know what's wrong with him. And I think his, literally his liver is going to come out of his throat. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's, it's tough like. stuff. But like, I think we can all speculate as to why that's going to happen. But yeah, there's a lot. Uh, there's a lot I could be, I'm probably right behind you. I think that, you know, it's probably not a bad idea, right? Cash out. But um, what are the chances that you keep the house forever? You're 30. Uh, right? I don't, I don't see Your kids grow up. They leave, right? Oh, true. Yeah. You know, you got yeah. this big house. You got a pool. You won't be there. You want to leave. Yeah, you'll downsize. Might as well sell and rent. Mm, yeah, maybe. Yeah, right? So your plan just Keep got the money blown, in the bank. Go out, have dude. fun. Rent it. I don't know. I like my house a lot, though. You do. But 30, I like my wife a lot, but... Man, <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I'm just joking. But I'm just saying over time, like you eat the same, you know, bowl of spaghetti. First. I'm already looking to get out of my house. I just can't get a mortgage. Yeah. I, my house is not my forever house. I love my house. I absolutely love my house, but I want to. Oh, you're going to downsize, dude. I mean. No, I want to get a sweet. Burst in my ranch. bubble, fuckers. Anyways. Yeah, a ranch <laughs> or a condo or something yeah, like that. I want that. something sick. You know, like, I don't know. I like cutting my house, but I don't like RV. cutting the lawn. Living a van you like cutting the lawn? River. No, I said I don't like, you know. I love cutting the lawn. I just can't. I, I, I don't cut my lawn. Neither I don't do you. Have time. I pay someone to cut my lawn. Right, but it'd be nice to have a condo. I had a condo. It is nice. If you don't have kids, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, we had, you've been to my. You, you saw my place. It was a nice little condo. I can't share walls. Easy living. I didn't care. I the was, only I, thing I, I like is being able to like when you have a house, you can pull your car in the driveway, right. wash it. Right. Do the fuck you want. Right. But I guess I'm different. Most people just run it through a wash. No. So, anyways, yeah. so this dude's gonna be on pretty soon. So I kind of wanted to like preface, like, uh, so you know, the, we get reached out to a lot lately to for people to be on our show. It's interesting. Uh, this dumb show that we have, people want to be on. I don't understand. It's you know, we're just a bunch of idiots that do this thing. But like this dude, good looking dude, started this this group out there. I mean, it's I think it's but I feel like people in California, like if it was sunny here all the time and people were like, jet, like you would be in better I'd have, shape. I'd have to work out. For yeah, sure. bro. Like you have no choice, yeah. right? But here we can wear a garbage bag for eight months out of the year exactly. and nobody can see anything. Look at me. Right? It's great. That's why Michigan A, like we're not known I as the it. sexy people, yeah. dude. The dad bod is strong here. You have, they, I don't know if you have a dad bod. You have more of like a, like, you know, you get, you get, if I have people a haven't dad seen. dad bod. 
if people, has anybody out there that's seen Wreck It Ralph? That's that's exactly what Brad looks like. His feet are just as big, by the way. Wreck It Ralph. Yeah, you guys, you haven't seen Wreck It Ralph? You know, correlation to Motorcycle Ralph. No, totally what the hell different. Is that? Totally different. That's a sweet movie. No, this but, is it's a cartoon, man. All right. Yeah, yeah. So this guy's <laughs> going to call in, and he's going to talk to us about probate, and he's going to talk to us about uh, a few other things. I'm more interested to know, in, like, in his market, what, what are the challenges that he has in his market, right? How It's probably super fucking competitive out there. No, yeah. He's probably right? got the well, same dude, challenges we have. When I had California yeah, everybody's got their own. You know, broker accounts, I mean, they were doing lowering their comp plans half of what they are in Michigan. Granted, the loan size probably is probably on average yeah. twice the yeah. amount, right? But yeah. it's like- it's crazy. People refine for an eighth of a point. So the audience understands as a, as a, a mortgage company, you set your comp uh, per the area that you're in. And the reason that uh, the margin uh, of profit out in California is lower than, let's say, in Michigan or you know Montana, wherever it is, is the loan sizes are so much bigger. It's so much more competitive. You can do a $700,000 deal and make off one point seven thousand and cover and it, everything. I guess we can't blanket California. Right. I mean, there's a lot of areas in California that are just like an area here, right? Where the yeah. average loan size is probably 150 grand. Where? Not, not, not near the coast. I mean, all like the way up Northern Delco. California. I don't know about not, not northern, northern, but like. Uh, I'm sure out in the sticks. Even the, va- I mean, the valley's expensive. I mean, I don't know. Like I, Fresno I, area, kind of. I have not. I had, I was, I was licensed in California. I've done a ton of loans in California my whole career. And I always was blown away by these little houses that look like shacks that were like a million Three bucks. Three quarters of a million bucks. Yeah. They're nice aside. Yeah, they're yeah they're nice aside. They're like mini houses though. <laughs> but you also get the uh, amenities of perfect weather almost every day, and beach and mountains and right. forests and a lot of people are anything moving you want to do. A lot of people are moving out of California. I, mean, I was just in Colorado visiting my buddy, and he told me there's a ton of California transplants going over there. And by the way, you want to talk about booming economy? Colorado, uh, Denver is apps. I mean, there's cranes everywhere. The, the the place is super clean. It's a cool city and it is blowing up. So that market is, I mean, there's some really good markets out there uh, where people are like really doing well. It's it's nice to see that the, the economy is, I'm just so like, all of a sudden I'm like fearful, like where the, the, the floor is going to fall out. Well, and I guess it depends. Like if you look at an area like uh, Houston, right? It was blowing up, going crazy, going nuts. And then there, there was a whole thing with oil, right? couple of years ago where the, the price of oil went like super low. Right. And like that like crushed the, the industry out there for a little bit. Yeah. So it's kind of like here we got the auto industry, right? Yeah. And in San Fran you got the, you know, the tech industry, but that hasn't completely imploded or, or anything like that. So it's it had, no, I mean, it's, it, dude. The amount of money that there is out there is is pretty wild, yeah. and I just talked to my my buddy in the in the Bay Area, and I, I know we, we went over this, but like, it's he he just had a kid, uh, him and his beautiful, they're awesome, right? Just had a kid, and he's like, dude, I can't find anything less than one point five million, right? That's yeah. all. I mean, and and then he's like, it's nothing. Well, from but, a payment perspective, I think it's uh, it's one thing, right? Like you you make good money, you can afford it, mm-hmm. right? But the down payment, like think of what you have to save up, you know, a high balance loan, you put down what, I, I think they changed it to 5% down, but I think it was like 10%, 10 15, for a long yeah, time. Yeah. And, you know, that's like 65, 70 grand on a first time buyer. That's, that's all what you I'm can saying. find, right? Yeah. You make good money, but the cost of living and everything, it's just like here, right? I mean, if you, it's hard to save money yeah. with everything that's out there, the cost of food, the cost of cars. Yeah. So I'm going to call this this guy Mark right now. Um 
And we're going to try to get him on the phone. Let's see if this works. Let's see if this works. Oh, there it is. It is working. Wow, that's rare. Usually, it's all fucked up. Hello, Mark. What's up, man? You are on the show. How are you? <laughs> Good. How are you? Good, man. So we are streaming live on on Facebook too, just so you know. So you can swear as much as you want. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, so I've got myself, Salvatore Cusmano, and Brad Weisgerber. Uh, really thankful that you're on the show, man. We really appreciate you reaching out and wanting to be on. I think you give us uh, another opportunity to have a different perspective in the market, which is awesome, man. Um, so real quick, just in your words, uh, I know that you, you're eclectic, man. You you are a CPA, you are a real estate attorney, and also you do real estate, which is, I think, uh, an interesting combo for your clients. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I'm I'm definitely a real estate broker first. Um I, uh, the super majority of what I do is, is real estate brokerage. Um, I just, those were my former, you know, practices. Um, and it, sometimes they do come into play for, you know, the clients that I'm representing. Um, but just to give you a little bit of context on that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious. So it's, it's an interesting part of who you are, why the transition? Cause obviously those two fields that, you know, CPC, a lot of CPAs do really well. They're happy. A lot of uh, real estate attorneys do really well and they're happy. What made you transition into the actual broker side? Um, well, so I started out as a CPA at auditing real estate companies. So I was, I was, again, there was a, a, a large focus on real estate. Um, and then when I went to law school, I was I was studying tax and, and real estate law um, and then doing real estate transactional law. So, like, again, I was always kind of straddling the line of real estate. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> I think it's just a I think it's just, to be honest, a better quality of life, um, in my opinion. And I it's I just really enjoy doing this side of, of the business. Yeah, quality of life is is big, man, and I think that's a lot of reasons why we do what we do, and a lot of agents do what they do, is because it's hard. I, I think a lot of people think that like quality of life all means you get to like fuck off or like you know all day, right? But no, you actually have to like grind, right? It just means that you get to grind at your own pace, right? Oh, absolutely. Uh, and and coming from those two professions, I mean, uh, you know, you you work really hard, so it's it's just taking that and applying it. And I feel like it, the, the returns are just a lot greater given you know the same amount of effort that I was putting in my former profession. So for sure. <clears throat> What's interesting too, you know, on our end, right? Like let's say someone's getting a gift or, you know, there's, there's something that um, is involved in the transaction that requires, you know, an attorney to come in. You, your clients, you can tell them, right? Or you, you hear that often probably, Hey, if, if I sell this less than two years, what are my tax implications? Right. Oh yeah, and I'm and I'm. That's like one of the like most important. You're talking about section one twenty one. Yeah. Um, one of the most important things that it, uh, pieces of law. You know, there's not many not many ways to sell something tax free. I'm I'm not talking tax deferred. I'm talking free, surely tax free. Right. And anyone that doesn't know that, that, you know, owns a home or, or owns any property or is thinking about owning, like needs to know that because um, <clears throat> that's just one of those like really special advantages that the IRS is, uh, affords us that, you know, needs to be taken advantage of. 
Yeah, you, you know what I like about your whole thing, and we'll get into some other things real quick. But I love the fact that what you do really is you just have a suite of value. Like you have a you have a lot of value that you can add to your clients because you have all this knowledge. And I don't I think that's that's actually rare in the marketplace. Not many people have your expertise, and I think that's got to make you stand out a little bit, right? It it does, and it it's kind of led. Um, my partner Daniel Taylor and I to um, our 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 niche in 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 the real estate industry, which is uh, probate and trust sales. So so yes, I mean, given a, a normal typical uh, sale, yes, definitely, um, but especially in our focus area, which is which is probate and trust sales. So talk to talk to us and, and the audience about some of the things that you come across that I think that, that people might need to know if they're doing it, that type of sale in probate or through trust, because they, they are very nuanced. There's a lot of rules. And if you don't do it correctly, you can kind of screw yeah, I, I could not tell you how many times we've been doing a, a probate deal that is delayed you know, a month, two months because they didn't do it the right way. Right. right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and do you, uh, you want me to share some of those examples? Yeah, of what, like, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So for, I guess, I guess basics, like you, you want to use the right contract, uh, for probate. Um, and there's, there's two, I guess I should take a step back. There's two paths in probate. There's uh, full authority and then there's limited authority. Uh, full authority in a lot of ways is, is more akin to a standard sale. Um, there's, there's just like, there's less court oversight. Um, but still there, there are nuances that you have to follow. Otherwise you're going to, you're going to cause delays like you, like you had mentioned. And then there's limited authority on the other side, which there, there's very hev- heavy, heavy co- court oversight. You, uh, <clears throat> once you get the property in escrow, you have to, uh, uh, petition for an overbid hearing, uh, where you go back to court, which is, um, where you're, where you're essentially inviting any outside buyers, uh, to come and essentially bid in like an, in, in auction type form. Really? Uh, That's interesting. That is weird. Yeah. And, and, and there's, again, there's, there's more nuances on the limited authority side, mm-hmm. um, that if you if you haven't done it before, I, I would, I would, uh, I would team up with someone that has, um, because I don't know my biggest fear. And that's because I'm so involved in the industry is pissing off probate attorneys. That's like the kiss of death for me. Yeah, so, you're, like, you're fucked if they're pissing. Dude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, uh, I mean, much less the client, right? I mean, um, obviously we all want to keep the clients happy, but for, for me, you know, the probate and trust attorneys out there are, are my continuing relationships. So I, I definitely do not want to, to delay anything for them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Mike, so it's, it's a, it's Mark, it's an interesting situation because you're in a really like competitive spot. I mean, you, you, you talk to me about where your main areas of, of, uh, business where you operate and kind of talk sure. to me about the market, the landscape and how, <laughs> Uh, obviously being specialized in this part of the business helps you kind of navigate all that. Well, you're, you're, first of all, you're absolutely right. I'm, I'm in Los Angeles. I'm currently in Hollywood. Yeah. Um, no competition I, there, dude. Not many realtors there. No, I, mean, I, I, so I forget who I was talking to the other. Oh, I was, I was doing an interview with realtor magazine on uh, a couple of days ago and, and she had just interviewed someone else in Hollywood, a real estate agent. <laughs> 
And I'm like, okay. And he, he was like, yeah, there's like 11,000 agents in like this like super small uh, geographic area in, in like in Hollywood. That's like, yeah. So yes, we're in a hyper 11,000. How many sales are there in the area? Like I mean, maybe like, you know, I, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, so, so and that's a thing. Like if you're going to, if you're going to focus on an area in LA, like if that's your thing. And I think by the way, that's like a, a, a one of the points that I definitely wanted to make today, like no, no matter what your you know what your focus is you need to have something that you can like really hang your hat on you can be that the guy for that whether that's like i don't know condo sales or whether it's a it's a geographic area or you got to define who you are right well and and it's especially true right in in a hyper competitive market because what's going di- to differentiate you from the 10,999 <laughs> right. other realtors you know like yeah. But I, at the same time, I, I, I do think that like 80% of them, so let's say, eight, uh, eight, you know, whatever, 8,800 of them are one-off, you know, I, I think. Part-time. Aunt Tilly that does a deal right. here, right? Close a deal yeah, and make 30 yeah. grand. Uh, and I guess on the same topic, I'm pretty sure one in, one in like f- four or five people in California is a licensed realtor. <laughs> That's so so crazy. That's nuts. Dude. <laughs> like what the hell? Yeah, dude. Yeah, you, and you chose to do that. Okay. Um, so yeah, so that's interesting, dude. I mean, because we talk about mar- specific markets and how, you, and we also talk about how to succeed. Because a lot of agents listen to our show too. So uh, I guess for me, it'd be interesting to hear from you. What is it that you believe, other than obviously being specialized, because I'm sure there's other people that specialize in what you do, right? Uh, you mm-hmm. still kind of have to set yourself apart branding-wise. Uh, um, how, how do you get your name out there so people know that you are the people to do this, that you specialize in this stuff? Well, talking to you guys is one way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're going you're to get four new uh, new people to hear you. Um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> so, so, okay. So, this is a, it's a, a loaded question, but... Um, uh, I think one of the one thing that I I like to do is I like to get and contribute as much and I, as much content to the world as possible. Yes, free um, content. That's smart, dude. Yes. So I would say I, I started with helpareporter.com. I subscribed to that website and I get emails three times a day with different topics on real estate and I'll try and write one topic a day. Oh, that's awesome. Um, it, dude. Takes me, it takes me like less than I don't spend more than 30 minutes on it. I mean, I, I do a couple paragraphs. I don't I, you know, and I probably get I don't know. I don't even know. Maybe one out of four picked up. But, but your name's getting out there. You're working to get your name out there every angle, right? For sure. For sure. And that's just and that's just, you know, that's one. That's one way um, I've actually evolved from doing it all myself to hiring a public relations company, yeah. which I think are the people that reached out to you guys. Yep. Um, it's, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I, I, and I, when I interviewed different ones, there was like some ungodly amounts of, of monthly, like, uh, dollars that I would have to subscribe to that. I, I didn't choose one of those firms. I chose a boutique firm one because I'm partial to boutique firms because I'm a boutique firm all day, dude. All day, we're yeah. the same way, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, and you know, they're helping, they're helping me, uh, help helping bring us people like us together yeah. so I can do these things and I don't have to be spending my time, you know, doing that, um, from day to day. And, th- and this is still like, like, I just want to make 
to all the listeners, like I, this is a new thing for me. You know, this is, I haven't been doing this for years and years and years, like, especially the, the PR stuff. I mean, I think we're like six or seven months into hiring the PR firm and then right. six months I was doing it on my own. So it's like, you know, yeah, it's a different dude. It's a different game. And if you're not creating content and putting your name out there and trying to, you know, just doing everything you can to like, you know, shed light on what you are, who you are, because people want to work with humans. Right. I think that's the most important thing. And I don't think that changes across the country. And I don't think people utilize it at a high level or making it because it's hard to be consistent at it. Like, right. It's hard for you to get up right now and and do this call with us on the, on the East coast while you're on the West coast, you got to schedule it. You got to make time for it. All that stuff's hard. So kudos to you for doing that, man. And I I do appreciate you. Like, you know, obviously your team reaching out to us and you doing the show, but, but for us, it's good, right? We we get to have a conversation with someone that knows their shit out on the West coast. So talk to me. So let's talk more about your business, man. Cause I I do want to make sure we highlight it. Right. Let me just add one one more yeah. thing. You, you meant getting up early on the West Coast. So my one and a half year old oh. only have, uh, was up sick most of last night. So uh, my she... wife called me and uh, called me right before this call, and she was like, "How you? How are you doing?" I'm like, "I am semi, you know, zombie state right now. <laughs> I'm gonna jam a coffee. And I'm gonna give these guys something good." Dude, bro, like I, you're speaking to the choir. I got a two and a three year old, and yeah. uh, it, it's shitty. Uh, so I, I love them. I love my kids, but they control my life sometimes. So, and yeah, you know, Brad has sure. got kids, and yeah. Sal just has uh, girlfriends. No kids. Yeah, uh, uh, nice. not not friend, friend, girlfriend. Singular. Sorry, sorry, sorry <laughs> about that, Lindsay. <laughs> uh, Come on, bro. So um, awesome, man. So so probate and trust. I mean, obviously, it's not like sexy, right? So give like I want to know what I actually I wanna, say that all the time. By the way, it's not a sexy thing, but it, it works, yeah. right? So yeah. tell me about like a huge, like one of the worst situations that you've been in, and like like what caused it, and kind of like you know, give me a, like a nightmare scenario and what you do. Well, why don't we talk about what probate and trust is first? You want okay, sure. yeah. I mean, let, let him explain. A lot of people don't even understand. Yeah, that. true. Good point. Good sure. Point. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, so okay, so. Probate is is just a like uh, it's a it's a court overseen process where someone passes away. They don't have a trust. Um, their estate is of a certain size. It has to go through probate in order to like in order to transfer the 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 estate, the property in the estate to the uh, heirs of or beneficiaries of um, the decedent. It has to go through probate. If you have a trust, you bypass probate. You just follow the instructions that are written on the trust. Everyone should have a trust. That's that's a. I mean, right. yeah. probate sucks. Yeah, probate, probate sucks. It basically, is a is a, a judge deciding who rightfully is going to get ownership it, of of the it's, estate. It's dictated by statute. If there's if there's no will, if there is a will, it's 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 there, there's instructions, but they still have to go through probate, which yep. sucks. It's like, and by the way, a probate average probate uh, time frame is a year. Yeah. So like you're drudging through this, like and doing you know one assignment after the other, you know, uh, dictated by your uh, the court for a year, and it's it's uh, I don't know, no one. Everyone should get a trust. I, I don't care. You know, I don't think how old you know. are. Yeah, people, everybody should. I don't. You know, I I realize that pretty early. That and ninety five percent of people probably don't have don't, a trust. They don't, dude. They don't. Probably no, even. they don't. I mean, and, and even like very sophisticated people do not have trusts. Yeah. So, anyways, it happens all the time. I don't want to. Yeah. So, but so that's what. Uh, so, when w- one of these estates is going through probate, <clears throat> and uh, the administrator or executor means the same thing. 
the person that's like handling the trust that's uh they're, sorry that's handling the probate that's not the attorney so like i don't know the uh son or daughter or granddaughter or whoever you know whoever s- s- sort of steps up to the plate says okay i'll 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 take everything through probate and um so if they decide they want to sell re- the real estate in the estate during the probate period because again it's a year it's typically a year process or more um there's a there's a certain set of criteria that you have to follow to do that. And so, you know, that's what we've made our focus in, in, in specializing in that. And that's what we do. So that's, that's probate and that's probate sales. Got it. Um, um so trust sales are a lot easier. Tr- tr- trust sales, uh, essentially the same thing, but there's no, it's like, there's a lot more, um, well, it's outlined, right? It's, it's outlined. Yes. And, um, it's outlined who has the power there's no, there's no year period. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's a lot more straightforward. And, and to be honest, from a, from a realtor's perspective, um, it's a lot, I, it's a lot better to get a trust sale because public, uh, probates public information. So typically, at least in, in Southern California, there's, there's a, there's not many, we talked about 11,000 realtors in Hollywood. Well, there's, not a ton of people that specialize in probate and trust, but there are some. So there is competition. When so when something sure. gets filed in probate and the, and that everybody wants owns it. real estate, yeah, everyone's going after it. But right. tr- uh, uh, when someone passes away and has a trust, it's not necessarily public information. So that's where I, you know we're talking about how how we source deals. Well, th- that's where the attorney relationships come in uh, come into play. Where you know someone passes away with a trust, and they you know the, it's usually the attorney referring the client hey i know someone that specializes in 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 trust sales let me connect to you and it's uh you know it's a little bit easier of a of a of a process to solidify the relationship with the client yeah it's not too far off from what we do man it's all about your network and having good referral partners and taking care of your referral partner so right. I mean, well the difference is someone coming to you that's not pre-approved versus someone coming to you whose father passed right? away. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So what is, what is like one thing that you, one piece of advice that you think you could give people other than I obviously have a trust. I, I guess actually, no, let me, let me rephrase this question. What is in your opinion, the most challenging part of what you do? Um, I think it's, it's building the relationships with, probate and trust attorneys and also um successor trustee uh or fiduciary so basically you know it's not only attorneys that are handling these things there's there's also these other positions out there that are designated that like oversee a trust so whoever they are it's developing those relationships gaining uh getting them to to gain trust in you um, it's, it's very, very hard and it, it takes a very long time mm-hmm. to, to develop those relationships. Yeah, man. Mark, I mean, we're, we're a mortgage company, so it's the same thing. Like we have to develop relationships with real estate agents and, and it takes a long, sometimes you don't work with someone for a year and a half well, or two years. I can imagine on that end, right? Like, well, yeah. And, and attorneys are not the easiest people to right. talk to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, some realtors, you know, some of them the are. the easiest people to get a hold of. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. they all have gatekeepers, right? Yeah. They don't answer the phone. They, 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 they all have gatekeepers. They've all been called by realtors. They hear the name realtor. Oh, dude, you're, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're done. You're lucky if you don't get hung up on, you know, so. So what do you do to get past that? What, what's your strategy? So, okay, my strategy. So uh, 
which I'm, I'm giving, I'm, I'm, I'm showing some, some cards here. <laughs> um, I, I, I work, um, cold calling these executors and administrators. So through probate public information, I get the information from the court and I call them cold. I work to convert those relationships, uh, to get clients. And, but you know, this is, this is definitely the hard way, the more labor intensive way for me to get clients. But once I get them, and I see who who and the listing agreement is signed, and I see who the attorney is. Now I have a reason to call that attorney, yeah. and I'm going to get through the gatekeeper, and right. I'm going to have conversation with the with the attorney, and because I'm going to, hey, your you know your client has uh, in the in the ex estate you know has hired me. I just wanted to let you know I'm you know here to do a great job for them in, in this fashion. And, you know, I, I'll, I'm going to be in touch and give you periodic updates, you know? And, it's so um, weird. It's Sal, it's almost like us. Like when we get a, when we have a buyer's agent and then we have a, you know, they buy or, a house or we have a buyer who, Hey, do you have a real estate agent? Yeah. And we don't know who it is. Right. But you have hey, an opportunity. You're forced to work yeah. with me, but yeah. I'm going to show you what I can do. Well, even right? the, even the listing agent, a lot of times, a lot of business we got was just impressing the listing agent. Right. Like I'm going to, I'm going to blow your socks off. Right. I'm going to do a really good job. <laughs> Well, it's just something like else. you said, kind of the the over communication, letting them know what to expect when right. you're going to touch base with them. I mean, it's all everything's communication, right? But like you said, you got to get past the gatekeeper. And Mark, you know? none of that none of that shit matters unless you do a good job because you can you can fight and fight and fight and fight and get in front of the right people. But if you suck, you're not going to get the business, right? Yeah, absolutely. And i i know I know the probate attorneys and the trust attorneys that I want to get in good with because they're the ones that do most of the business. So. You know, I know if I get one of their clients, I better, better I better kill make it. Some magic yeah, you happen. better crush it, right? <clears throat> only get now, one shot to impress. That's not the only way, but let me let me let me just touch on a few other ways that I'm currently working on that are um, a top of mind right now. So I'm I'm speaking. I, well, I'm sponsoring and doing a, a real quick like. Sorry, is a car alarm. That's all right, dude. That's I was going to say, right. are you stuck in traffic? You see on Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I don't. Um, so, so Brad has ideas from the UP in Michigan. <laughs> so I, uh, I'm sponsoring a Los Angeles County Bar Association like continuing education event specifically for probate and trust attorneys. So there's gonna be a hundred probate and trust attorneys at just like one hour speaking engagement. Well, my company. Uh, is sponsoring it and all that really means is we're getting together with the speaker we're taking whatever handouts he wants to have we're putting it in our uh folder you know uh with some of our materials and um some tips even if they're not going to work with us here are some tips that you know you can uh you can employ with your client or um in terms of selling real estate so, uh, and then we're going to do it, like, like I said, a 30 minute or sorry, not 30 minute, 30 seconds, uh, kind of introduction either before or after the speaker. And then, you know, after the event is over, we're going to, you know, have a chance to kind of mingle, if you will, with some of the, yeah, the terms that are there. Yeah. You got to work through. And I'm doing, and we're doing this on two different occasions. We're doing this at the downtown LA, uh, bar, uh, downtown los angeles county bar association event and we're doing it in the beverly hills tell the audience because i'm sure there's someone out there will be listening tell the audience when and where those are can they can, can anybody go to these or are they already filled uh anyone can go uh well at least to the la county one um it's june 4th 
at noon at the courthouse in, in um, the main courthouse in downtown Los Angeles. That's awesome. Um, That's awesome. And I've, I've gone before as a non-sponsor. Um, and I kind of just like watched and s- to see what happened, uh, what happens. And, um, you know, I met a few people. I, you have to, you have to, you have to be brave and, you know, go introduce yourself to people. And I, from that, I had to, I did develop one good attorney relationship. That's awesome. That's what it is. It's like doing a hundred different things and just meeting, meeting, meeting and working, working, working your way through everything. And it's, a, that's kudos to you, man. So we're running short on time, bud. So like, I want to make sure that, that you get uh, like, like a minute, just kind of talk about like something that's that near and dear to your heart that you want the audience to hear and know about you. And then we'll, we're going to go to something called three questions real quick. And then we'll, we'll end the, we'll end the call. So, okay. So something that's near and dear to me. Yeah. Something that you want the audience to know about you, right? Like, 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 your elevator pitch, I guess, to, to the world. Oh God! Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I guess I'm I'm a big you know sports guy. I don't know. Uh, I, I I played college football. Like I, any any. Uh, You're an athlete. Anything sports related, like I'm I'm into. Um, love love seeing the uh, Clippers come back and upset the Warriors the other night. Thirty one point deficit in the playoffs Pretty at Golden State. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I, I don't know. I mean, that's that's, that's like that's awesome, dude. Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, I really appreciate you on there. So we do this thing called three questions, where we ask our guests three three totally random questions that I make up on the spot. Oh, the first okay. one is always the same. What scares Mark? What scares Mark? Uh, Failing and more, more than that, uh, being complacent, like just, just being super mediocre, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's that's very, very honest. Like that is, that is, that scares the hell out of me. Yeah. That's good. If you were, if you were one animal in the animal kingdom, what would it be and why? (laughs) Um, maybe, uh, uh, an eagle because, uh, that's a first. Eagles are sweet. Yeah, eagles are badass. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> eagles are sweet. They're badass. <laughs> I'm waiting for someone to come up with like alpaca or something. Oh, I wanted, I was, believe me, that was the first thing. Like, what can I think of something that's, that's witty and funny and clever? And right. I'm like, I, I don't know. You'd be a sloth. I would be a <laughs> I would love to be a sloth. <laughs> I, do, I do send a sloth meme uh, whenever someone's like, uh, you know, you kind of look taking, like a sloth. I like that. Uh, like, hey, where's you know, that purchase that? agreement? You know? Rip him a sloth meme. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, last question. If you could have dinner with anybody in the world, who would it be and why? I've, I've thought about Oh, well, okay. This is a little bit more on the fun side. But if you guys, you guys, have, I'm sure have seen Modern Family. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Phil Dunphy's character, Ty Burrell. Yeah. I would love to spend whatever day, dinner, anything with him. Um, I would have picked Sophia. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I would request I'm like, please do not break character the whole time the whole time you gotta be the, you oh, gotta be that, that, that would be great you I have mean, to be Phil Dunphy the whole time yes. I wanna go out with Phil not you <laughs> that's, a, that's awesome man that's a good one hey before we let you go Mark again I really appreciate you reaching out and being on the show tell the audience how they can get a hold of you if they you know if they have questions or whatever it may be so my email is mark M-A-R-K at creme group at c-r-e-m group R E is in real estate.com. Um, you can find me on Instagram, Mark M A R K underscore creme group. Um, those are probably the two best, quickest ways to get a hold of me. One, one last thing. How, how do you, dude, I was trying to say your last name, bro. Is it C and Chili? Oh, 
it's just like his felt. Yeah, yeah. That's there's <laughs> yeah, thirteen vowels yeah, in a row, bro. Actually, that was a, that was really good. Yeah, it's Chanchuli. Chanchuli. Okay, I was close. That, that is not good. how it's spelled. My at last, all. Name, bro. My last name is Apostolakis. My first name is Polychronus. So, uh, <laughs> Greekish shit. So I know the feeling. So um, I, I've heard it spelled correctly twice in my life, like first time. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty hard because it's is it a k? Is it anyways? So all right, dude. Well, listen. Thank you so much for being on the show, man. Uh, hopefully someday we get to meet up and come out to Cali and see see what you're all about, dude. Yeah, please, please uh, reach out if you're if you're ever in town. Yeah, brother. Well, God bless. Thank you so much, man, and keep kicking ass. Thanks. Appreciate it, guys. No problem, Thanks, man. man. To be hanging up. All right, that's good. He was cool, dude. That was yeah. Interesting, yeah. Right? No, it was uh, it was good to see. I mean, you know, like we were saying before, there's uh, so many different ways to make so it many. Out. Yeah, I mean, there's a niche for everything, right? Yeah, yeah. Our our industry with real estate being so huge, I don't think people really realize how big real estate. I mean, it's a well, multi. But what you do is usually dictated by your faucet or your lead flow, right? Like for him, he goes after uh, the attorneys. Yeah, that's right? his referral. Source. I mean, there's. Yeah. Probably people out there who can get referrals from some weird group, right? Like, yeah. I don't know. People who dress up as clowns on the weekend, right? I'm, the, I'm that realtor. <laughs> Juggalos? <laughs> who knows? Yeah. <laughs> I'm the Juggalo realtor. But honestly, that, you know, there's probably what a niche. A there's a niche for everything, man. Yeah. And, and honestly, there's so much money to be made. And everybody kind of like feels like they're competing against you. Ultimately, dude, just find your niche. And figure yeah, it out, yeah. right? right. Shut, go find your fucking clowns. <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right. Jessica, thank you for being here. My pleasure. You're here every week with us. You probably hate us because we're just we're no, so boring. I think she loves us. <laughs> I do. Think? She hates all the other shows. I think, comparatively speaking, we're like the best shows, you guys. For sure. Probably top five, at yeah. least. Yeah. Yeah, I'll top, go, top yeah. five. I'll do top five. Uh, <laughs> fuck it. Uh, so thank you, everyone, for listening. Please obviously reach out to us. We appreciate everybody really just giving us all the love and support. Uh, go to irepodcast.com, Podcast Detroit. Info uh, at IREpodcast.com with any feedback or suggestions. Info at IREpodcast.com. Yeah. Email us. We get a lot. Of Not me mail us. Email us. Did I say me mail? Yeah, you said me mail. You do look like a sloth. God, I hate you so much. You do kind of like look like, look at his eyes. Play the outro. <laughs> look at his eyes, man. <laughs> Good night. You've been listening to Inside Real Estate, the nation's top real estate podcast. Don't forget to follow us at irepodcast.com and everywhere where podcasts are available.